Hello, I am Pastor Nicholas Wright of Covenant Love Christian Center. I invite you to join me now in the Word with Pastor Nick. I want to start this morning by looking at three scriptures. One of them is 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. Then we want to look at Colossians 1, 9 through 14. And then Romans chapter 6, verses 3 through 4. 1 Timothy 6, those of you who are online, I trust that you have your Bibles this morning that you will follow along in the scriptures and let's not be just observers and let's be participants today in the name of Jesus. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. This is one of these scriptures that gives us light and insight as to all of what's going on in mankind and planet Earth. It's driving and a motivating force for the things that are going on. Paul, by the Holy Spirit, said that for the love of money is the root of all evil or all sorts of evil, which while some covered it after they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. For the love of money, the love of it is the root, root. So whatever evil there is, we can trace it back to the root. Back to the root. Colossians 1, 9 through 14. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. So we pray this morning for us, for the saints of God everywhere, in the name of Jesus, that we be filled with the knowledge of your will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that we might walk worthy of you, Lord, fully pleasing you, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of who you are, and that we be strengthened with might according to your glorious power unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness, that we would give thanks to you, Father, for you've qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, and you have delivered us from the power and the authority of darkness, and you have translated us into the kingdom of your dear Son, in whom we have right now redemption through his blood, even the total remission of our sins. Then Romans 6, verses 3 and 4. Hallelujah. 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 Know you not that so many of us as were baptized or immersed into Jesus Christ were immersed into his death? Therefore, we are buried with him by immersion into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, even so, even so we, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Now, what the resurrection did, and we should look at it this every day, 
in some way or another, it should be on our minds as God's people every day, not just on what we label as Resurrection Sunday, but every day of our Christian lives, we should realize that the resurrection of Jesus Christ gave man back his lawful place in righteousness, life, dominion and authority in the earth. That's what the resurrection did. <laughs> gave man. Gave man. Back his lawful place in righteousness, life, dominion and authority in the universe. And I said the universe. <laughs> OK, the universe. That's what it did. So anyone that would open themselves up to the lordship of Jesus and believe that the father raised him from the dead and with his mouth confess Jesus as Lord, not only will he be saved or have life, but he will step back into all these things that the father had planned for man originally. Man can now find place in a kingdom that is by no means subject to fear, death, poverty, sickness or any element of the curse. I'm going to say that again. <laughs> Man can now find place in a kingdom that is by no means subject to fear, death, poverty, sickness, or any element of the curse. Somebody ought to say hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Now, every benefit and blessing that comes from occupying a place in this kingdom must be appropriated through our decision to agree with the word of God. It becomes important. It has always been important. It will be vitally important. And as we go on, it's going to be more and more and more important, important for believers to agree with the word of God. Remember, to confess means to say the same. We must agree with what God says. I'm telling you guys, there's going to be even more of a conflict between light and darkness. And the only thing that we have is to take that word by the Holy Spirit and be in agreement with God. You can't let your stance on God's word be watered down in any shape, form, or fashion. And that means that you're going to have to stand out. You're going to stand out. You're going to have to stand out. You're going to have to stand out or be absorbed by the darkness that is out there that is trying to absorb everybody. So that means, and now none of us is alone. Number one, we've got God, the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. And two, we have one another who are truly committed to the truth. And I would encourage you. Find people. Who, you know, are sold out to the truth. Because you know what? I I'm telling you, we'll have to have each other's back. And if we've got the Lord, we've got the Holy Spirit, we've got the name of Jesus, we've got the word of God, we've got one another, we're all right. You know, I said, we're all right. <laughs> we're all right. All right. Now, so whatever benefit or blessing that comes from occupying a place in this kingdom must be appropriated. Notice through our decision to agree with the word of God, just because the word says something doesn't mean it's going to happen in our lives. Say it again. Just because the word says something doesn't mean that it will automatically happen in our lives. We have to make a decision to get an agreement with God. And that means through our speech and through our actions, our speech and our actions, our speech and our actions, our speech and our actions. We can't be mental assenters to the word. It says this, okay, yeah, but in my mind, yeah, but when it comes time to have to stand on and act on it, I'm somewhere else. It's got to be both. Hallelujah. Amen, church. 
There are only two spiritual jurisdictions. Only two. Light and darkness. There's only two. Ain't no in between. Nothing on the circumference, nothing on the side, nothing on a tangent out in Never Never Land somewhere. There's only two. Light and darkness. Light and darkness. Light equals the kingdom of God. Darkness equals Lucifer. Now, I read, and we can read here in John 8, 36. This is a very, very good scripture. All scriptures are good, but this is good for what we're talking about right now. John 8, 36, Jesus said, <laughs> If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. So this kingdom that we are in makes freedom available to man. Now, all of us who are in here and I trust who are watching. If you are in Christ, then you understand that your place in the kingdom of God is a place of freedom and liberty. Jesus means for men and women to be free. The enemy means for them to be in bondage. Now, I'm going to give you a title this morning. And the title of the word this morning is think. 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 T-H-I-N-K. Think. I've been, as some people would say, in this way for a long time, like a lot of us in here have been. And one of the things that I have found out over the years increasingly is that many people, not only in the church, but in the world in general. And there's, there's been a move of the enemy for a very, 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 very long time in our land to take us away from critical thinking. Now, I know we're spirit beings, but this soul or this middle part, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again, I believe is the strongest part of our tripart being because it's the place where we make decisions. Life can't flow out of your spirit unless you make a decision. You have to, we, we are made to make decisions. And in order to make decisions, we've got to use our minds and our thinking. And a lot of people have been hoodwinked out of thinking. So much so that there are people who are satanically motivated right now who are shaping the thinking of people all across the face of this earth, including in the church. Now, just like any time, there's going to be some strong words. And they have to be strong because people everywhere are going to have to be encouraged that there are certain things that are absolute. And with those absolute things, there must be decisions made or you're not going to be able to walk with God and see what he has for you. Loud amens. I hope there's a whole lot more going on in the airways where amens in agreement are concerned. All right. So now think I'm here today by the Holy Spirit to challenge our minds to think. At this very moment, the minds of men are being conditioned. Conditioned. Our minds are being conditioned. And if we allow it to go on. Our thinking is going to be skewed. We're not going to be thinking like God thinks. 
it's going on right now. And so many people don't even have a clue that that's what's going on. They're being conditioned. Now, I'm not going to apologize for anything I say this morning. I'm not going to hold back from anything that needs to be said that is right. I ain't going to be afraid of nobody. In Jesus name, nobody. No demon, no man, nobody. In Jesus name. If there are only two spiritual jurisdictions, the same must apply for the nations of the earth and for us, particularly as Americans. Everything happens and starts first in the spirit. Isn't that right? We know that. We should know that. Everything starts there. So whatever happens on earth is a manifestation of what's going on in the realm of the spirit. So there are only two, quote unquote, jurisdictions in the spirit. And it's the same way on the, on the, on the earth. That's why there's a struggle for nations. There always has been a struggle for nations because God has wanted to be involved in every nation on the earth. And to be the king of every nation and as the just and righteous king to give to the people everything that would make them happy, that would bless their lives, that would give them good. Everything. God's not an evil king or a mean king. There's nothing selfish about him. There's nothing oppressive about him. He doesn't want his people poor. He doesn't want his people sick. He doesn't want them in bondage in any way whatsoever. Period. He's a good king. He's a good king. And he doesn't take the taxes or the, the tithes of the people to oppress them and to snatch from them and never give back to them. Matter of fact, if we look at the scriptures, we find out that what he's done is he takes that and he gives it back to the people through ministry, through food, through good things. He wants to give it right back to the people. So there's nothing oppressive about his kingship. But on the other hand, we have Lucifer who from day one with his contact with man has sought to do nothing but bring into mankind's existence fear, bondage, oppression, poverty, sickness, disease, ignorance, division. You name it, that's oppressive and steals, kills and destroys. That's what he's always been about. And so he has wanted that for all the nations of the earth. That's why there's a conflict and always has been a conflict for nations. Because God wants the good. Satan wants the evil. And here we have the church right in the middle of what's going on, the body of Christ. And we are to make an impact. Now, the Lord reigns through righteousness, love and giving. See, his ruling and him having a crown <laughs> on his head. <laughs> is for the purpose of blessing mankind. Everything he did, he did for man. Everything. So much so that after Jesus paid the price and was raised from the dead as a representative man, he is where? The right hand. The majesty on high. That's our place. That's our place. Just a shade below deep. And now that we have life in us, we have the same life in us that God has in him. We were made to be the associate and the companion of deity. 
So now God, the kingdom of God, God reigns through righteousness, love and giving. John 3.16 is one of the major indicators of that from the scriptures. For God so loved that he gave his only. Hallelujah. He so loved that he gave. And we find out in the Psalms that the Bible says that he tells us that his throne, the foundation of his throne, is on righteousness. Now, we also have this enemy of ours, Lucifer, and what he does is he rules primarily through fear and bondage. So now I want you to be alert. I want everybody to be alert. If you're here in this building and you're, or you're listening, have your antennas up. Because there's some things that are going to make just ultimate sense to you. And really, all you got to do is think. Fear is what is running rampant right now. And that should give us an indication of what's happening, who's talking, and who's trying to do everything he can to bring everybody that will submit to his fear into bondage. B-O-N-D-A-G-E. That means you can't move. You're stuck. There's no freedom. You're bound up. In, you're bound up, first of all, in your mind. Because that's where it's got to take place first. Especially if you're a believer, you got to first of all be bound up in your mind. And if you're on, if you're on lockdown in your own mind, you're on lockdown. Nobody else has to do anything. And that's really what's going on right now. Satan is such a clever foe. We're smarter because we got God, the Holy Ghost, but he's so clever. Listen, folks, he cannot just bogart into and, 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 and make man obey him. So you know what he does? He puts all these little things out here and he lets you, lets you make the decision to put yourself in bondage. <laughs> Come on. That's what's going on now with, with these quote unquote, they're not laws. They, they're not laws on the books. They're things that men have come up with to put out there. But they're no laws. They're not laws. I say again, they're not laws. They're concocted by man and Satan working together to bring mankind into bondage. They are not laws on the books. As a matter of fact, if we want to talk about what law is supposed to be, there's something that's called common law that was pushed out of the way years ago on this land. And you know what common law basically came from? The Ten Commandments. That's why when these cats started moving, one of the thir first things that started to disappear were the Ten Commandments from all these public buildings. Come on, let's put the pieces together. And what those commandments represented were man's relationship to God and man's relationship to one another. It was very simple. Very simple. which is the way it's supposed to be. God deserves his honor and respect, and then we're supposed to respect the rights of other men. And the only thing that would bring us into jeopardy would be violating either one of those two things. It's really simple. See, we've gotten so far away from that. And the people that did have some kind of knowledge of that, a lot of them are either moved out of the way or I had so much pressure put on them 
You know, like that's the reason these things are not taught in our schools anymore. Because people had pressure on them to move these things out of the way. And one of the things that we can give to our enemy is that he is very, very persistent. And he will just keep shooting the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again until whoever he's shooting it at weakens and gives in. But so is God the same way. Yesterday, today, and forever. And which we are to do what? Take after him and be the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. So now, follow me. Well, let's do these scriptures first. I, I, Romans 8, 15 through 17, and then Hebrews 2. I thought to go around them, but let's not go around them. Let's go ahead and put them out in the air. Romans 8, 15 through 17. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But you, we have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. It might be a good practice for a believer when fear comes around and presents itself, Abba, Father. Abba, Father. Because the Bible here, right, right here, tells us we didn't receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. But what have we received? We have whom have we received? We received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry out. Abba, Father, my daddy, my father, Abba, Father, Abba, Father. Totally against the spirit of fear. Abba, Father, Abba, 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 Father, Abba, Father. Abba, Father, you're a good daddy. <laughs> you're not going to leave or forsake me or have me subject to fear. I cry, Abba, Father. Hallelujah, Abba, Father. That's better than, oh, my God, what's going to happen? <laughs> my God, what are they going to do? Abba, Father. That's inspired by the Holy Ghost. Abba, Father. <laughs> oh my God. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are what? We're children of God. And if children, then heirs. And heirs of God and joint heirs with, with. See, with. Let's keep connecting the dots with what we've been hearing all the years with Christ. <laughs> That's our lawful place with Christ. So whatever he is, whatever he's got, we've got. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on now. Come on now. All right. Hebrews 2, 14 through 15. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself Likewise, took part of the same that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. So guess what fear of death does? 
it brings you into bondage. It brings you into lockdown. The reason people are afraid to be near each other and listen to these crazy edicts because they're afraid of what somebody else is going to do to them or what's going to get on them. Afraid of the law. Afraid of this. Afraid of that. That's the problem. The problem is fear. Have more respect for what the devil is promoting than what God has said. Don't shout too loud on me. So we need to bust this stuff right between the eyes in the name of Jesus. That's what I said. We need to bust it right between the eyes. Fear of death is what brings bondage. If you fear the virus, quote unquote, then you're not going to do what you need to do as a Christian. Did, did you hurt me? Because you're more afraid of the virus than you are committed to going and telling people the truth. I said, oh, pastor, that sounds mean. I don't care what it sounds like. It's the truth. Or you are afraid of somebody that told you you can't do that. I'm going to preach. See, the Bible says to me that fear of death is what brings bondage. Being afraid of what's going to happen to you will put you on lockdown. That's the bottom line. That's what's going on all across this planet right now. I am so amazed. I walk around and go through the streets and through the stores and watching people can't hardly breathe with these masks on their face. Can't talk to anybody in a way where you can understand. <laughs> Walking nine feet away from other people. I'm a man. I, you know, sometimes I just walk through the street laughing. The joy of the Lord come, I just start giggling. And yet at the same time, I'm, I'm laughing because what the enemy is doing is, is, is causing men to put themselves on lockdown. Folk, if you're a believer, you got eternal life on the inside of you. And it's time as a believer that we acknowledge that life that's on the inside of us, that life that is bigger than any. That's absolute life. Did you know that? There ain't no death in it. Ain't no death can do anything about absolute life. And see, we, we got a, we got a hand, a finger on a trigger in the body of Christ that we never really have fully pulled the trigger. And we need to start pulling that trigger, boy, because the gun is loaded and ain't no lack of ammo in it. It ain't just a six shooter. It's an eternal shooter. And every time we pull it, there's life in it. If we are in agreement with that life, we're going to have to step up to the plate and declare that that life is in us. That life flows out of us. Out of our belly flows rivers of life giving water. It was not just a well for us. Yes, it was that. But that life is now is a well. It was a well, but it's a ri rivers now, not just a river, but rivers, streams of living water flowing out of us so that somebody else can see God. And they're not going to see it with you locked up in your house.
The major concerns of natural man are his health and his wealth. <laughs> Boy, let's keep our antennas up, man. The two major concerns of natural man, his body and his stuff. Okay, now check it out, because we got, we, we got to follow this train, man. It's really easy to follow. It's really easy to follow. The two major concerns of natural man are what goes on with his body and what goes on with his stuff. So now think about it. What is under attack right now? <laughs> See, because we got to connect the dots. We connect the dots. We'll see why. We'll see why. And then some of us say, why? <laughs> we'll see why. <laughs> Y'all cool. Okay. We'll see why. It's all about provision. Do y'all remember that? Mm-hmm. It's all about provision. Who's going to be God? Who's going to be the source of supply? It's all about provision. Come on, let's go ahead and read from Matthew 6. This, this is what it's all about. Who's going to be the source of supply for man? Jesus made, I mean, in Matthew 6, he, he declares some really, 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 really interesting things. Of course, we get the Lord's, what we call the Lord's Prayer out of that. But there's some other things in here. And we go down to verse 24. I mean, he just drew, Jesus drew a line in the sand here. Matthew 6 from verse 24. He said, no man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will, else he will hold to the one and despise the other. And he said, you cannot, cannot. He stated an impossibility. Jesus said, you cannot serve God and mammon. You see, you can't do it. You got to choose one or the other. Now, remember, the major concerns of natural man, what goes on with his body, what goes on in his purse. And so Jesus went on to say, therefore, I say to you, don't take any anxious thought for your life. <laughs> Look at there. What you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, or yet for your body, nor yet for your body, what you should put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment or clothing? He said, behold the fowls of the air. For they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? Are you? Am I? Are we? <laughs> we need to ask ourselves that question. Yeah, well, that, excuse me, question. Mm. Wow. Wow. Maybe it's good for a sila moment. <laughs> Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit to his stature? And why do you take thought for raiment? Consider the lily, consider the lily, consider the, 
Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, God bless you, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the nations, do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly father knows that you have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Uh oh, first. And all these things shall be added to you. Take, therefore, no thought or no anxious thought for tomorrow. For tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. <laughs> so now, here we go. The major concerns of natural man are his health and his wealth. Look at what's going on in the world right now. Coronavirus, economic challenge. Isn't it interesting how they both are right there? Isn't it interesting that the lives of men and women right now, who their major concerns are their body and their stuff, isn't it interesting that the attack is on these two areas, among others, but these are the ones that people pay attention to. Real quick, you get people's attention when they got to deal with their bodies in a checkbook, excuse me, debit card, whatever. It's a new season. <laughs> so, my brothers and sisters, here's a question. What is going on in earth and in our land right now? Is fear and especially where these things are concerned. Now, coronavirus. Like I said in the email, corona, what? There's some facts that people have to learn, know, understand. We gotta connect dots. We gotta figure some things that we got to think. If you're online and somebody's with you, look at them and say, think. If you're in here, look across the sanctuary somewhere and look at somebody and say, think. We used to move to school, say, put your thinking cap on. Remember anybody remember that? Put your thinking cap on. <laughs> and we used, they used to tell us that in school, put your thinking cap on. They still tell you that in school? Yeah, when you're younger. But <laughs> I bet they won't tell you that much now. Hmm? <laughs> It'd be a good thing. People don't want you to think now. There are a lot of the devil don't want you to think. Just want you to go to flow. So, we have a manufactured virus and a manufactured vaccine. Both of them have patents. So, if something has a patent, what does that tell you? Oh! oh! You mean it didn't just come out of the atmosphere? It didn't just come out of the air? 
And so if it's patented, somebody plans on using it. The devil's not our friend. He's not looking out for your good or mine. He's a killer, a stealer, and a destroyer. And he wants to use men to do it to themselves. Both have a patent. Now, if you figure out some things they're going on now, if you think about history a little bit, if you go back to some of the things that have happened in nations in the past, you will, you will find two things that are prevalent whenever there are rulers that want to bring men into bondage. Number one, they want to get rid of the, rid of the wisdom. And number two, they want to either get rid of or control the young. Nothing new. Nothing new. Nothing new. Nothing new. Years ago, they couldn't abort babies, but they could drown them. They could take them and offer them to Molech. Somehow or another, they found a way to get rid of the baby. Uh, using them as objects of sex before they're ready for it, before they're married, before they even grow up. There's nothing new with that. It's been around. There's been moves in nations when people want to rise up and bring people into bondage. Let's get rid of the books and let's get rid of the old people. Let's get rid of the ones who have some understanding of what history was about. Let's get them out of the way so they can't teach the young. Did you heard me? Get rid of the books. I told you folks years ago, don't you trust what's on here alone to get you some books? Folk are fiddling with this right now. And do you know what? There are places on this land, in our land right now, that they're making it illegal to buy books. Trying hard. Folks, history is replaying itself. Will we bend and break? Or will we rise up on this land that's supposed to be the land of the free and the home of the brave and declare the gospel of Jesus Christ. What will we do? A design to kill off all the older and the weak and set people up for forced vaccinations. That's what's going on right now. You see, because let me tell you a little secret here. And this is the way the enemy will operate. And people need to understand this really, really well. He's going to put pressure on people where the money and their bodies are concerned. 
And what because people have been so conditioned to rely on the government. They're going to be looking to man and to the government for answers when stuff gets so bad. See, because this stuff with your body and money really gets people's attention. And when the stuff gets tight with the money, people really going to start crying out. We're going to we need an answer. We need an answer. And they'll be right to do whatever the government tells them to do. I don't hope there ain't too much truth in here this morning. So this is the way things work. This is the way things work. Next step. I tell you what some of the next steps are. Why do you think your kids are out of school right now? Just because people want them to have an extended vacation? <laughs> yeah, be kidding. <laughs> there are plans right now, another plan to bring all education into something global. But see, here's the deal. Here's what people are doing. They're looking at all this. You, you know, we got the joker and the clown over here <laughs> doing a dance. And we've got over, over here their plans that, that the, the new world order is making to bring people into bondage. But we look, oh, coronavirus, oh, coronavirus, money, 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 money. And so we're looking at the, the joker dancing. And plans are going on to captivate the whole world. Businesses shut down to potential for global economic collapse. That's why people are freaking out. <laughs> oh, my money, my money, my money. I had this much in my account. Look happened overnight. This thousand dollars is gone. Oh, God. How did it happen? How did it happen? How did it happen? not making light of it. I'm trying. I'm, I'm going to think. So what happens to people when their their stuff goes, their people right now committing suicide? Because they can't take it. They can't handle it. They just my stuff. They just it just disappeared. I worked all my life to retire and it took So natural man can't figure out what to do. But here we are hiding in our housing with all the answers and afraid of some virus. Some virus? Some virus? Some virus? thought he was the Lord that healed me. I thought I was not supposed to forget any of his benefits. Forgives all my iniquities, heals all my diseases, redeems my life from destruction, crowns or encircles me with his loving kindness and tender mercies and who satisfies my mouth with good things so that my youth is renewed like the eagles. 
What happened to that? What happened to the exceeding great and precious promises? What happened to that in the church? What happened to that? What happened? What happened? By his stripes, you were healed. What happened? I'm just asking a question. Think. 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 School shut down. There's a global move at work right now to restructure again. The education of our children and young people. There was a restructuring that happened back in the 1930s. Most people don't know. They think Carnegie was your friend. <laughs> what else is going on? There's an attempt right now to wipe out the Bill of Rights, the Constitution for the United States of America. Right to wipe those two things out. Somebody say, well, it's not, you know, this kind of stuff going on in nations is not important. Let me tell you something. What went on here in America is very important to the rest of the world. That's why I was listening to some other folks and some prophecies that people were giving over in Africa. And you know what? There are people in other nations that are watching what's going on in, on our land right now and are praying to God that what this particular president is doing, that he'll be able to keep doing it and not get knocked out because they understand that what goes on in the rest of the world is going to be hinged on what happens in America. They know that and people on this land don't even know it. And so we're scuffling and arguing about a man in office and some people, I don't like the way he talks, I don't like this. You need to figure out most of the stuff that he's trying to stand for. Look at it that way. And he might be raw and rash and I ain't standing up for Democrats or Republicans. But I'm going to tell you what, you you got to have to have somebody that's got some guts and, and can be raw and rash to stand up in the face of what the new world order is attempted to do. You ain't going to have some pansy doing that. And most all of the presidents in the past have been that way. Never stand up to what the bankers and what the new world order wants to do. I were you as an American, I'd be praying for that joker hard. And I'd be praying, Lord, you surround him, you protect him, grant him your wisdom, giving, give him a mouth that his enemies cannot gainsay nor resist. Because they're coming after him. This was going on. They're coming after him. And if they're coming after him, they're coming after America. They're not just coming after Donald J. Trump. They're coming after America. They want to totally and completely obliterate the sovereignty that this nation is supposed to have. No other nation on the earth ever had a constitution and a bill of rights like we do. Did you, can you tell a bill of rights is under attack? From Amendment 1 right on down, right on down to number 10. You know what? <laughs> Good Lord, God Almighty. Let's move on. Y'all still here? Hallelujah. So, 5G technology. People want, this is a great thing, wonderful. But you know what the technology that has the potential to do? To microwave people from the inside out and to promote artificial intelligence. 
It's the way it is. You get all them heavy metals on the inside of you, and then you get that radiation firing at you. What you think is going to happen on the inside? Well, you know what happens when you put something, some aluminum in a microwave? <laughs> you get fireworks. You ever happen to any of you? It happened to me before. I, was, yeah, I don't use them anymore, but it happened. To me. It's pop, 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 pop. What the? Well, see, if you got all these heavy metals and stuff on the inside, what do you think is going to happen when you start getting in the presence of that, like that radiation? <laughs> Fry you from the inside out. The devil's not your friend. He's not your friend. He's here, Jesus said, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. If I were you, I would do whatever I need to do to make sure I got me a de good detox program going on. And something that I can do to keep heavy metals as much as I can out of my body. I don't care if I had to drink, I don't know how much clay I got to drink. <laughs> but I'd do something. I wouldn't just sit around. Knowledge becomes so much power, and it's going to be real, real power right now while the church is still here. It ain't going to be just the Holy Ghost. It's going to be some knowledge, too. We're going to have to navigate. People are going to have to navigate. It's not let go and let God. <laughs> You're going to have to be a participant, which is the Bible tells us that we are laborers together with God. So what else is going on here? Social distancing. Now you check it out. Look at what that's doing. It's creating separation. Folks, God, my God. It's not just about passing on some virus. It's deeper than that. It's deeper than that. It's deeper than that. You separate people by distance. You know what starts happening? We got it already right now when we're walking around. People, it's coming out in, a, in, a, in little ways now of not trusting one another. People need contact. We're social beings. We have to have contact. And if you don't have contact, you'll die. You'll go crazy and die. Why do you think we love hugs so much? Most of us do. <laughs> Don't touch me. Well, well, most people want some kind of contact. We're created for socialization. Look at what the Bible just says about the body of Christ. We are created to be unified. But here now we're being encouraged to practice distance. Because of some virus. <laughs> Joker's wild. <laughs> Keep watching the Joker. Keep watching the Joker. You never figure out what's going on underneath the surface. Social distancing. This is creating separation. Man was created with the innate desires for socialization and interaction. Fellowship versus estrangement. That's what it is. We now have the potential for division, distrust, isolation, betrayal, and frustration. 
Is any betrayal going on? Yeah, it's going on. It's even going on where the churches are concerned. People reporting other churches because they're meeting. So-called believers reporting other believers that are having church. How sick is that? That's what's happening. See? Let's go on. There's an attempt to silence the churches. Did you know, do you know that that's what's going on? And really, that's, that is the part, the part of the meat of this whole issue, is to shut down the word of God. You know what would happen, guys? Listen to me. You got to understand something. I'm, I'm going to help you understand something later on about being subject to authority. You got to understand something. Satan knows full well. And this is something that really clouds the minds of most men. Men get so afraid of what's going to happen to them individually that they don't realize what could happen if they get together collectively. We get together collectively and that voice becomes one big voice. Devil starts backing down just like he does in the spirit. He does it in the natural. We've seen it in pockets on our land and we've seen it in pockets in the world. When people get together and decide, you know what? You're not teaching my children all this crap. You're not teaching them about homosexuality. You're not teaching them about bestiality. You're not going to do it. So guess what? We're not going to put our children back in school. Oh, wait, 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 wait a minute. Oh, oh, okay. Muslims did that. the church to say, well, we just go on with whatever you want to do. We just, we don't want to rock the boat. We're supposed to be subject to authority. <laughs> subject to authority when authority tells you to violate the word of God? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? still here. Okay. Attempt to silence churches. Every pastor must make some decisions and then every believer must make some decisions. You don't have to make them. The Bible has already showed us stuff that's gone on, folks. I'm going to tell you what, there's nothing new under the sun. We're just surprised because it's happening in America. And people thought, never would have thought that any of these things would have visited this land. And so, so many people are unprepared. But here's what, we're still here. Here's some things that have to be done. Pastors are going to have to make some decisions. And their decisions are going to have to be the light for some other Christians to make decisions. Everybody may not follow, but they need to make some decisions. Where is your allegiance? First and foremost. Who gets your primary obedience, God or man? I'm saying, I said primary obedience. Listen, folks, I'm not a rebel. Not against government if it's right. But if it's not right, we've got to make a decision. 
Because if our allegiance is to God, then we must obey him at all costs. I'm going to say that if our allegiance is to God, we must obey him at all costs. But see, right back to the point square, square one, what happens to people is they start being afraid of what's going to happen to them in their bodies and in their pockets. When a believer wholly trusts in the Lord, it's not going to be your concern. Because either God's big enough to do this thing or he ain't. Either I'm going to continue on here in power and glory, or I'm going to continue on there in power and glory. So there's no way that we lose. But if we are fearful of what's going to happen to us and our stuff, we're just going to fall in line with what the devil is promoting. And even though I name the name of the Lord and say I love him. So I'm going to have to make a decision. Where's my allegiance? Who gets my primary obedience, God or man? I read in the scriptures. Matter of fact, I want to go over these two scriptures because this is necessary for Christian people to understand. Romans 13 and Titus 3, verse 1. This is very important. And this is where people, there are believers who are stumbling. They've been stumbling over this for years. And not understanding what our relationship to natural authority is supposed to be. And a lot of it has to be gauged by what natural authority is doing. Not all, but a lot of it has to be. Because if they're telling you stuff to do that does not match with the gospel, you got to make a choice. It's not just carte blanche, do whatever they say. I'm going to say it again. It's not just carte blanche, do whatever they say. Let every soul, verse chapter 13, verse 1, let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there's no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. I want you to think. If there's a power in government that is standing up, and we say the power is ordained of God, if they're standing up or sitting on a throne and telling you, you can't go to church, you can't preach the gospel, you can't talk about Jesus, do you think that that is ordained of God? Come on, think! Think! That's not a power that's ordained of God. So why would we think that it would be just carte blanche all across the board? Because it says government or authority. See, once again, I'm not a rebel. I'm not promoting rebellion. I'm trying to get people to think. You got if you're a Christian, you got to think. That power is not of God. That power originally was of God. You know why? Because there was common law in place. And if common law is in place, and if the judges are right, then what they're going to do is they're going to, just like in the Bible, the judges would deal with things based on the law of God. And so they would hear what people brought and then make judgments based on common law. What's right and what's wrong. What's absolute. Oh, so what did you do? You went over there on your neighbor's property and you broke their fence down and you stole their, their, their cow? <laughs> okay. Now, I don't care how much money you got to bribe somebody. It ain't going to change the fact that that was wrong. 
you violated something that belonged to somebody else. So either give it back or restitution. And if you don't, then you go to the pokey. It's simple. So if those powers are not of God, you can't roll with it. I'm going to tell you, folks, I'm, I'm telling you, and there are churches all over this land that ain't doing nothing right now. But handing out food. So you become a social organization instead of one that preaches the gospel and the resurrection and the blood of the lamb. Shame on us. If you got every church decided that they're going to get together and they're going to worship God like God said, who is going to shut that down? But when you start separating people six feet apart, see, I'm telling you what, the devil's watching and there are authorities that are watching to see how far they can get away with this stuff. Got to figure out what's going on. This stuff that's not in full swing yet, it's moving that way. But for we're the church, we're still here. Let me tell you what, the man of the sin can't even be revealed while he, we're here. That's what the Bible says. That's what I read. That's what I read in the book. That's what I read in the, in the Bible. And then second, in second Thessalonians, it's, isn't that in the book? We're the hindering force. But how are we going to hinder when we hindered and hindering ourselves? <laughs> Come on now. Folk got to band together. The church going to have to band together. You cannot stay separated. You have to band together and be the body of Christ that God called you to be. Oh, pastor, I don't know if you talk like that. Listen, I ain't scared. And it's time for believers to wake up and slap fear in the mouth to get back down there where you belong. In Jesus' name. I got to finish, don't I? So, who is your source of supply? It's another decision I got to make. Is it God or man? We read from Matthew 6. Will I save my own life or will I invest it in the kingdom of God and trust the Lord and his word to keep me? That's a decision I have to make. It's a decision every one of us has to make. See, all that sounded good when nothing real tight was going on. But you see, it's a two-minute warning, y'all. <laughs> two-minute warning. Let me ask you a question. Who's going to be Tom Brady? <laughs> Who's going to be Aaron Rodgers? Who's going to be Michael Jordan? Who's going to be Steph Curry? Who's going to step up in the final two minutes? Who's going to step up? Who's going to step up to the plate with the bases loaded and facing the toughest relief pitcher and not ask for a pinch hitter? Take my place. I'm scared. <laughs> body of Christ.
Christ to rise up. To rise up. To rise up. To rise up. Mark 8, 34 through 38. See, guys, I know these are scriptures that many of us have read for years. And it, a lot of them didn't make a, a whole lot of difference. Matter of fact, I know some folk that looked at this stuff and they thought I was crazy for preaching and talking about it. But let me tell you, folks, here we are. Matthew 8, 34, 38. And this, I'm going to tell you what. Let me, I'm going to tell you a little secret, little secret, because this ain't the end. But it is a proving ground. That's right. In the end yet, the end ain't here yet. It's a proving ground. Mark 8 from verse 34. When he had called the people unto him with his disciples also, he said to them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Whosoever, therefore, shall be ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of him also shall the son of man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his father with the holy angels. I'm going to ask you a question. Do you want the Lord ashamed of you when he comes? Is there anybody that wants the Lord ashamed of them when he comes? Anybody? I don't. So I'm going to stand. Somebody say, you're perfect. I ain't say that. I said, I'm going to stand. He stood for me. I think I ought to stand for him. At least stand for him. At least. And trust him all the way. Trust him all the way. Trust him all the way. <laughs> so what we do, what will we do? Let's bring it home. What do we do? There's several things that will be helpful. Number one, with everything we can do, get rid of the distractions from our lives. Mark 4, Jesus told us in there what will choke the word. The cares of this age, anxiety, deceitfulness of riches, lust, pressures of other things entering in will choke the word. We ought to make some decisions about how much attention we're going to give to certain things. And not let things, certain things distract us. There are distractions everywhere, y'all. All kind of things. They're just, I mean, we all deal with it every day. Every one of us. Yours truly. Every day we're dealing with it. So many things look good, glamorous. I got to do this. I got to do this. Oh, I want to do this and that. And before you know it, the day can be gone. And, you know, what have I done for the kingdom? What have I done to, you know, draw closer in my fellowship with the Father? What, what have I done? And look back on the day, it's like, what, what have I done? So we have to make a decision. You, we all have to deal this, do this in whatever area is meaningful to us. Can't do it for each other. Got to do it for yourself. What else is helpful? I got to sharpen the axe of my spiritual and mental life. I got to educate myself. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 14. This Proverbs book is amazing, y'all. Proverbs 10, verse 14. A man, 
Did I say 10? That's 12. 10, 14. In, I got it wrong. Wise men lay up knowledge, but the mouth of the foolish is near destruction. Wise men store up knowledge. So I'm going to have to educate myself. Somebody said, but I don't like to read. All right, well, listen to somebody reading. <laughs> but whatever we have to do, folks, we've got to figure out the things that are going on in our lives and our spiritual lives and what's going on on this planet. Just hang with me, y'all. We got to get this out today. Okay, don't, don't check out. Sharpen the acts of your spiritual and mental life. Educate yourself. Please do it because nobody's going to do it for you. Third, learn about the body of Christ, America, and why both are in the earth. Why are we here? Ephesians 3 tells us a lot about why we're here. We're the wisdom of God. He's operating through to subject principalities and powers, demonic powers, to show them the wisdom of God. And then we're given a land that was supposed to be to help us and cooperate with that. We've got to go back in history of both places. Amen, somebody. Be healthy, wealthy. And wise. Third John 2 tells us something that's so important. Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. And I know a lot of folk don't like to hear about this, but you gotta watch what you eat and you drink and you gotta read the labels. Because your physical life is gonna have a lot to do with what you're gonna be able to do here now for God. Everything out there is designed to kill you. Put your body in the grave. And people are arguing over, well, I can pray. <laughs> Folk, you can't fool your body. And if you want to cooperate with the new world order, just go ahead and eat all the junk, eat all the GMO food, drink all the trash, and we'll be burying you. Now, I know that's straight and blunt, but that's what's going to happen. We will be burying you. And you'll be out of here before your time. And some preacher will blame it on the Lord and say, the Lord took so and so. It was their time. Not if you haven't lived out your days, it ain't your time. And then after that, the Bible says you got a right to live longer if you ain't satisfied. The Bible tells you all these things. So be wise, guys. Take care of this temple of the Holy Spirit. Acquire knowledge to do it. Don't just eat and drink anything because there's so much stuff out there that the design of it is to kill you or incapacitate you at the least. Get away from that high fructose corn syrup. Get away from the GMO corn. Get away from the GMO syrup. Get away from that stuff. Get away from the oils that are killing you. Stop drinking the soda that's sucking the life out of your bones. Yeah, well, I can't do what you and I want to You go right on ahead and do it. It's your choice. Like I said, we'll be burying you. There'll be a lot of funerals. Folk, I'm not trying to be hard. I'm trying to tell you the truth. This is what's going on. 
If you're someone that's got a lot of numbers on your, your age chronologically, you really need to be wise. Because one of the last things you want to do is to get into a hospital or a nursing home. You don't want to go there. Have you thought about it? I've thought about it. I've started watching this years ago and about how many older people are going into hospitals and nursing and they ain't getting out. They are not returning. Duh. <laughs> so I'm telling you, you're going to be considered useless. Man, hospice. Right, there you go, buddy. Dope you up and put you in a wheelchair. That's what my brother said. And you be sitting there. Feeling... Wet, stink, and nobody care. Just let them rot. Just let them rot. Because we don't need them anymore. They're expendable. They're taking up space, taking up money. Plus, if we revive them, they just might give some young people some wisdom. So take care of yourself. Minimize your connection with corporate news. I say don't watch. I said minimize it. Just remember 1921. Remember 1921? Council on Foreign Relations put together by the same dude, dude that had a big part in forming the Federal Reserve. <laughs> and they were put together to control the media. Read your Bible and pray by the word and the Holy Spirit. Psalm 1, 1 through 3 tells us to be good meditators in that word day and night. Jude 20 tells us about building up ourselves on our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. If you are immersed in the Holy Ghost, today is a day and hour. Much time during the day needs to be spent just praying in the Holy Spirit. If you're driving, you can do it. If you're walking around your house, you can do it. Walking outside. Somebody said, I know that. Then do it. Get out of your house, apartment, whatever, and tell people the truth about Jesus and what's going on on the earth and prepare to demonstrate the power of God. 1 Corinthians 2, verses 4 through Paul said, my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. See, the, 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 the atmosphere that people have been praying for for years, they thought, oh, well, that's just we're going we're gonna to get in the church and we're going to have a little party in the church and we just slap hands and throw oil all over each other and that'll be it. That wasn't the design. That, that's not God's design. His design is for that to happen out there in the street where the sinners are, where they can see something and know that Jesus is real and alive. And I'm, I'm going to tell you again, it ain't going to happen if we stay boxed up in our little rooms, in our little houses, and we don't get out there. That's right. I'm finding out some amazing things out there right now. And there are folks that are hungry all 
over the place. I ran into a couple of young men the other day. Freaked me out a little bit because I really didn't expect the response I got from them. But I was telling them some stuff about what goes on on this and it's over. <laughs> this guy threw some French at me. He said, you see, what, what do you think about that coronavirus? He said, it's a, it's a bunch of BS, ain't it? I'm be, I was nice the way I just use letters. But I ran into two young men that had their thinking all straight, and they're looking at what's going on. And they're figuring out there's something more than what meets the eye. That it's a little bit more than a virus. Yes, the virus is real. Where it is right now, if you do what you need to do, you won't even have to worry about it infecting you. But it is going to come back around the corner later on down the line. And just remember this, the book of Revelation has told us that in the latter times, there's going to be a bunch of plagues. There's going to be a bunch of stuff. So this is just the tip of the iceberg. Take care of yourself. Find every way to disconnect from Babylon, both morally and jurisdictionally. That's right. We got to do that. Revelation 18, 1 through 4 tells us that. We know what the Bible says morally. We know what it says that way. But then there's also this jurisdictional side. And I just put these three men and their ministries up again for us to look at. And I just encourage you, folks. You know, if you don't do anything else, at least get yourself a pass passport that says that you are a citizen of the state that you were born in. At least do that. And these cats can help with all kind of stuff. Just go to their websites. You got hisadvocates.org, Kelby Smith, freedomradio.us, Brent Johnson. You got thepowerhournation.com, Daniel Brigham. These are some guys that know what's going on on the land and in the world. There's more out there. The folk, these are folks that can help. I know I went a little long today. But this needs to get out. You know why? Because it's not just for us here got to take it out. Thanks for your help, guys. Let's pray together. Father, we are before you and just thanking you, first of all, for your goodness and your loving kindness. You are good and your mercy is forever. You deserve our allegiance. You deserve our time. You deserve our energy anything else that we have because of what you've done for us. In this day that we are celebrating the resurrection of our Lord is a time for us to think about these things and think about where our hearts are with the kingdom of God and with what you have done for us and the kind of sacrifice that you, Jesus, you laid down for us so that we could have what we have. It's time for us to think. Think about what we give back to you in the light of what you've done for us. It's time to think about the commission you put upon the church to spread life and the people out there right now who are just pummeled with fear and don't know how to navigate. 
They need navigators. And so it's a time for us to reflect. Is it more important for us to think about ourselves? Or to think about you and what you've done and what these people have need of? We thank you for light in our hearts and in our minds. And as we're here, we don't sit or stand in judgment over anybody or over one another. But we look at the truth and we also look at our own hearts. You show us what we need to do in being true believers on this earth. We thank you, Lord God, for the coming of the Lord. Yeah, we do thank you for it. But we thank you for the authority and your dominion you've given us to operate in right now. Right now. So we thank you. Thank you for a strong, vibrant body of Christ on this land and in the earth. We thank you for it. We bless you for it. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we bless you for it. We thank you for, quote unquote, soul winners, people going out into the highways and the byways and taking eternal life and delivering it to the people. And taking the knowledge of what's going on to the people that they may see clearly. And we declare before you right now, as we pray for all men, Lord, that their eyes are open and that they receive and do not reject the truth that we bring to them. We thank you that this time will be taken more seriously than 9-11 and not be just a fire insurance time, but it'll be a time when people totally sell out and dedicate themselves to what you've given them in eternal life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, sometime or another, there may be somebody you might be watching now. You might just stumble across. Facebook page later on. Watch, listen, and you may not know the Lord. So we're going to take this opportunity to pray a prayer. Those of you who are believers already. They want to pray this and declare this as well. And those of you who are in here today to do the same thing. The Bible tells us that what Jesus did, what we celebrate today. He did it for the sake of you, that you might have life, that you may have a place in his kingdom and that you might have an opportunity to demonstrate him in, in the earth while you're here and then have an eternal abode and habitation with him and the rest of us. So here's what we want to do. We're going to declare some things today. And we want you to say this with us. God in heaven. I believe in my heart. That you raised Jesus from the dead. And with my mouth right now. I confess. Jesus. You're the Lord of my life. I receive you. Inside of me. Taking away darkness. And bringing light, taking away death and bringing your life. I receive the life of God in me right now. Jesus, you are my Lord. And as I'm praying, I'm asking you to guide me to yoke me up with people that believe what you believe. They believe in life like you believe in life and who will show me the way, the way of the Lord more perfectly than I've seen or heard in days past. 
I'm expecting to come to the knowledge of the truth. I'm trusting you with that prayer. I turn it over to you. Do with it, please. What I just asked you to. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 We want to thank you for listening to today's message. For additional messages and as a way for Pastor Nick to bless you with vital information, downloads, and gifts, please visit our website at myclcc.com. We invite you to join us again next week for The Word with Pastor Nick.